You're listening to WGSR, bringing hope and comfort to the world, 24 hours a day. Gracias por sintonizar a WGSR, compartiendo esperanza, consuelo y ánimo por todo el mundo las 24 horas al día. Thank you for listening to WGSR.net, bringing hope and comfort 24 hours a day. God's Stories Radio, a podcast to hear your soul, bringing you hope and comfort through the power of Christian testimony. God's Stories Radio, a podcast to heal your soul is coming on. Good evening, everyone. This is God Stories Radio, session 102, and welcome. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. What's going on, guys? Session 102. Yeah, you betcha. (laughs) What's new and exciting over there, Mikey? Riding a wave. Oh, man, come on. I know you got more than that. Your wave's got to be building. Dude, I am like a dam built up, ready to overflow. How can you not have something, Mikey? Come on. It's, it's... You know, when you're told to be still, and you're told to wait for it, and you're told to wait for oh, him. I'm going to get out my violin. I know. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> Trying to be well, obedient. Yeah. And it's, that's true. And it's tough. It is absolutely tough to wait. Well, that it is. So uh, uh, while Mikey waits, we're going to go over to you, Trish, and uh, I'm sure you got some shout-outs and some thank yous and some new likes and and new drapes and whatever else you got. I do. I do. Speaking oh of drapes, <laughs> you know, shoppers, we women, we like to shop. And I got connected with a friend of mine that works with a store. It's called um, The Clever Container. And she's doing an event for us. If you go to www.clevercontainer.com backslash Debbie Marchand, it's D E B I. Marshawn, M-A-R-C-H-O-N. And what I was thinking is um, I had her set up an event so that we could do some fundraising. So if anybody wants to purchase something, then a percentage of the proceeds go to God Stories Radio. So instead of begging for funds or donations donations or anything like that, I figured, look, you know, it's that time of the year, at least it is for me, that I'm doing my spring cleaning. So... While you're doing your spring cleaning, I know it's fall, but you got to do it in the spring and in the fall. Okay. You don't just do it once a year. Are you in trouble? So I was going through all my daughter's clothes that she's outgrown and going back to school and all that and organizing things. And I thought, you know, this would be really cool to get listeners in on this. So that's where you can go. And then we also have a store because there are 16, count them. 16 Sundays before Christmas. Really? 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 <laughs> no other place to get your official Mikey apparel. Oh, really? No goodness. other place to get or your Trish official Bear. Trish Bear or God Stories Radio apparel. But if you go to GodStoriesRadio.com and look at the tab for store, we've got you covered. So, Christmas shopping. Coffee mugs. Coffee mugs. There you go. God Stories Ready coffee mugs. Put your Colombian Supremo right in there. There you go. There you go. Got Jewett mouse pads. We got t-shirts. T-shirts. All kinds of And really, all joking aside, we 
we have a good time talking about this stuff, but it's really just a tool to help finance the uh, ministry that the Lord has right. entrusted us with, and that's right. really all that we're interested in doing. So. The money that we come out of pocket for every month. Yeah, we don't we don't get paid for this gig. It's all up to him. So Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. I have some Facebook likes. All right. All right. Ken Massey. Thank you, Ken. All right, Ken. Thanks for liking us. Yes. And Demetrius McDaniel. Demetrius, thank you. Thank you. And Joanna Winfro. Joanna. Thank you, Joanna. That's uh She's one of our testimonies. That's right. She just became a, a grandmom again. So congratulations Is that right? to her. Wow. Yeah, a tiny little infant baby. A miracle. This baby was born premature teeny tiny little thing god bless her and then the countries we're going to go from asia to europe we want to give a shout out to taiwan thanks for listening and thailand and also to italy all right oh fantastic all those listeners in those countries 53 countries 53 as far as we know iheart radio who knows how many are there that's awesome that's true yeah we don't really have the the grand scope no we don't we're just praise the Lord. The we just whoever's listening out there, we we just thank you that you happened up on us. Yes, we, we did get a prayer request during the week. Okay, yes, sir. It came from Gene uh, Mathon. It says, "I would like for your church to pray for me battling with depression and substance abuse, unemployment. Sometime I can't even get out of bed. I get severely depressed and discouraged. Pray for unity for the Mathon, Lewis, and a Restore family." So all you listeners out there, join us in prayer for Jean Mathon and her family. Absolutely. Jean, God bless you. I have severe depression I suffered from for a number of years, so I can relate to you. You just hang in there, okay? And we're going to say some prayers for you. Amen. And we need to pray for uh, a brother named Dave Dave. and his wife who is um, getting ready to have some surgery tomorrow. And I won't go into the details, but they said that it's uh, only, I say only, but it's a 40% chance of survival rate. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he, I just saw him today, and he just suffered a stroke, and uh, he could barely walk, and the poor guy's driving. Mm -hmm. And he's taking care of his wife. Yeah, he's got to get her to Florida Hospital tomorrow at like 7 a.m., and he wouldn't let anybody drive him or anything. Um I was at the shop today where our guest was, and we were tried to get him to let us drive him home. Oh, but wow. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't budge. Maybe we should have been more assistant, mm. persistent, Gary. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, he wouldn't have let us. He was fighting us. He's yeah. uh, very independent in himself. Yeah, that he is. That mm-hmm. he is. Well, we said some prayers for him. Yeah, let's day. just take a minute and, and remember him. Uh, Gary, do you want to do the honors and... Sure. Okay. Lord, Heavenly Father, we just come to you this evening for your many blessings you put upon us to watch over Dave and his family, what they're going through, and everybody else who's going through some tough times, hard times. We just give it all to you, Lord Jesus, in your holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Gary. That's our guest, and (laughs) you're going to be hearing from him in just a minute. Right. Just put him on the spot. No big deal. (laughs) Well, I know that... it was a situation that's pretty near and dear to his heart. And, yeah. You know, he's a regular customer at the shop where they, um, he works with Isaac. And you can remember Isaac with uh, good hands. Session eight. Session eight. 
from Meth to Miracle. That's the one. That's Isaac. And they Gary, call him. They now, call him Ike. Now down Gary at the shop. is our guest. You spoke to him months ago, right? And he was talking to me. He was talking to me, probably the next day or the day after, and saying that you know I was talking with somebody, and uh, somebody was asking me to give my testimony, and he was telling me he's a tall guy, and I, I says, well, that's Fritz. He says, I says, well, that means you should give your testimony. And he says, well, he says, you help me write it out and I'll do it. And I said, okay. And then time went on and nothing happened. Then I had car trouble. Did you know that? <laughs> well, <laughs> Trish had car trouble. And then she happens to go into the shop and she spoke with Gary as well. The next day I see Gary. We're ready to go on our security team thing for the family night at the church. And he says, you know, someone was talking to me. Some woman was talking to me today. I got to give my testimony on Thursday. I says, well, that's Trish. <laughs> so that's twice. And here I am. I says, let's set it up. So as we speak, Gary Scott is here in the house to give his testimony. Thank you that for is, having me. That is so awesome. Also want to give a shout out to AJ Robke, <laughs> the Raging Tech Show, just signed on with us on Mixler. Welcome to the show, buddy. Welcome. Glad you're listening. Glad you're listening. So thanks for coming, Gary. Thank you for having me. So we'll just turn it over. Take to you. it away, buddy. Take it away. It's Gary. all yours. All right. My name is Gary Scott. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, originally. Go Cavs. We'll stop not, interrupting any time now. Or not. <laughs> I was born and raised in Cleveland. And I went through some hard times through my life. I come from a divorce from mom and dad. Grew up getting beat up and then uh, over the years I got bigger and I started hanging around with a group of guys I was from the motorcycle world so I grew up fast I grew up hard started getting the street names of Rucci Slick Youngblood that's what people call me Then uh, getting into bar fights, started getting a reputation. The reputation went from bad, having money, toys, women, living the street life, but also working with the union, a dock worker. <coughs> then it started interfering with the work then I started becoming a bouncer at the age of 18 working in and out of bars up until I was about 34 working with strippers taking them where they had to go guard them they had a time limit if it wasn't out I knocked on the door took care of what I had to take care of to get them out of there and go about my business then in 1994 September 25th of 1994 I happened to be up in New York. There was a shootout between two motorcycle uh, clubs. I wasn't saved. And I said, Lord, if you can get me out of this, I'm done. I went back to Cleveland. Sold some stuff. Went to North Carolina for a couple months. Started going to church. Seeing what Christ has done to my uncle's life. My grandmother got real sick, went back to Cleveland, didn't have a job. 
it's about October 31st. A friend of mine got a hold of me and said, hey, you look for a job? I said, yeah. He said, I want to hire you. Okay. Went over to fill out the application. He says, you start tomorrow. It didn't happen that way. I started working that night, that day. Working for Cleveland Cuyahoga County Coroner's Office. Picking up bodies. From 94 to 99, I seen anything and everything you can possibly imagine. And uh, we lost the contract. So I had my CDLs. I started working for an Italian crew. And in the wintertime, we're working for them, doing asphalt, concrete, driving truck. Got laid off in the wintertime. I became a driver. Going from Cleveland to New York to Chicago. Just taking guys, driving them up there, doing what they had to do. Take them to wherever they had to go. Six, seven hundred hours a week. That's what I was making. Just being a driver in the wintertime. I was motorcycle affiliated, mafia affiliated. 2002, I was facing 15 to 20 years in prison. Kidnapping charges, assault charges. I just got back from West Virginia. My aunt got beat up by my cousin's ex-husband. So I went down there and beat him up. Took care of what I had to take care of. Dragged him out of the bone alley. And that's when I got the assault charges and kidnapping charges. They were wanting to give me 15 to 20 years. Because of some other stuff. Being affiliated. Guilty by association. <clears throat> Went to court. Two hours into the proceeding, the judge said, I'm going to give you three years probation. He says, because you wasn't arrested. And the camera showed everything that I did. And I wasn't wearing no colors. Like they said, I was wearing. So it wasn't motorcycle club affiliation. Have the tat I got nine tattoos all together. That's the old covenant to me. That's the old story. I did the I did the three years probation. Two thousand six, my grandmother passed away. I came to Florida in two thousand eight. I moved here Good Friday, 2008. Wasn't right with Christ. Got a job. About six months later, I met Isaac. He was telling me about Christ. I said, when I can quit drinking, quit swearing, I'll come to church. He <laughs> said, that's why you go to church. <laughs> so we had a little brief talking. And I was working all the time. Well, I got a hold of him, say, to the end of September of 2009. He says, I don't do uh, 
cirrhosis systems anymore. You're going to have to come to my shop. And I said, okay. So I got stuck with him for all day. Yeah. <laughs> so I listened to his story. <laughs> Tell me his testimony. October the 4th of 2009, I went to Oak Tree Church in Groveland, Florida. On a Sunday. I started going on Wednesday. Started going back on Sunday. October the 18th of 2009, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Started, you know, a couple weeks later, a pastor come up to me. He says, I want you to drive the church bus. I said, you want me to drive the church bus? <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> I said, you know, I got tattoos. He says, that's the old. So I started driving that, driving the church bus, started cleaning the church. Then uh, God just started doing other things in my life. My buddy Isaac says, you need to do prison ministry. I said, no, I'm good. <laughs> so he says, I'm no, I'm trying to stay out of jail. Thank you very much. He says, seriously, I want you to go. He says, there's an event coming up. It's right here in Polk County. I want you to go. He says, too bad. I already signed you up. I said, uh. <laughs> he said, I got your information. So he signed me up. I just went there one time just to shut him up. Well, it didn't happen that way. February 6th of 2010, I walked into the first prison. Now I do prison ministry once a month all over the state of Florida. Oh. That was just the, just the beginning. Over the years, 2012, I went back to Cleveland. My stepdad got real sick. While I was there, at one o'clock in the morning, he come up to me and asked me for a Christian T-shirt. I thought it was kind of weird, but I got up, gave it to him. Next morning at seven o'clock, I found him dead. He had the Christian T-shirt that on that I gave him. He had the Bible open, and the hardest thing to do was not tell your mother that her husband's passed. Because my mother was in a hospital bed for the last three years, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He took care of her. So, while I worked for the coroner's office, I knew what to do. I walked outside. When they showed up, I told them the fire department, I said, he's deceased. They said, is it your mom? I said, no, it's my stepdad. Does he know yet? I said, no, she does not know. Well, they start working with her because they were afraid that she might go into cardiac arrest, knowing that he's in the other room, deceased. <clears throat> she was okay. Coroner's office came. But this time, Cleveland does it differently. They only send one person instead of two. So when the guy showed up, he said, it's going to be an hour. I said, no, it's not. He says, I'm going to make a phone call to the coroner's office. He said, when I heard the conversation, he said he was talking to Terry Duncan. I said, you tell Terry Duncan this is Gary Scott. I used to work for Cleveland Cuyahoga County coroner's office, Cuyahoga Ambulance. And he says, I know him. So he put me on the phone. He says, can you do this? I said, yeah, I could do it. I said, I just want to get him out of here. 
because it's you know it's hard on my mother. When I did that that day, to walk back in the bedroom and did what I did four or five years ago, it just brought back a lot of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Knowing where I used to be to where I am today. So it made me a stronger person. Got him out of there. She goes, what we do now? She goes, I don't know anybody. I said, don't worry about it. I got friends who's got a um, funeral home. So I called up Jimmy Creation on Detroit Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. He sent his brother Frankie out to my mother. They took care of everything. And uh, I came back to Florida after his funeral and everything. I came back in August of 2012. I moved from Central Florida down South Florida. So I started with the new church and uh, really got really involved with them. You know, I just thought I was just going to sit back and just enjoy the service and <laughs> not be a part of anything. God had other plans. <laughs> exactly. Buildings and Grounds Committee, starting to build a bookstore at the church. Then I was there seven, six days a week, five days a week. Then I started ministering. People come in, ask for prayer. I was there. God started opening doors. And uh, April uh, 14th, I got a phone call from Cleveland that my mother wasn't doing good. So uh, a friend of mine got the ticket. I got on a plane, went back to Cleveland. She spent 24 days in ICU at Metro Hospital. Mm. Didn't know she was going to make it or not. Well, in the midst with all that, I was getting ready to move her down here to Florida to be with me. And uh, she came home May 28th of 2013. She looked at me and she says, I'm proud of you. She says, all the stuff that you used to do I look at you now and you're changed. She goes, I used to tell you you're going to either end up in prison or dead. Mm-hmm. She said, one, you used to work for the coroner's office. And she said, two, but you go to prisons all over Florida. I said, yeah. She said, I want to accept Lord Jesus Christ. This was June 3rd of 2013. Wow. So we sat there, talked about Christ. She accepted. That morning, I knew she couldn't get out of bed, but I heard her talking in the other room. And I went in there. There was nobody there. I went to sit down. She said, don't sit there. She said, your grandfather's sitting there. Okay. <laughs> She said, don't sit there. Your grandmother's sitting there. Okay. 
So I go over to the love seat. She said, don't sit there. She said, your stepdad's sitting there. The gun that I had in my hand, I dropped it. Because she had me freaked out a little bit. So I sat down in the recliner. And she says, I'm not feeling good. I said, do you want to go to the hospital? She said, no, my doctor will be here in a couple hours. When he got there about nine o'clock that morning, he said she needs to go to the emergency room. So we took her to the emergency room where the ambulance did. Stayed with her all that day. They got her into this room. They started to put a pick in her neck. She was telling jokes, singing, carrying on, having a great old time. And the nurse looked at me and the doctor said, I want you to stay here because you're keeping your mother calm. We're going to do this pick. The pick, yeah. She says, usually we have people step out of the room. So they put me the gown, the goggles. They did it. She was calm. They said, we're going to have you step out and we'll bring you back. About an hour later, they come and got me. From my mother singing and telling jokes, she went into cardiac arrest. They brought her back once, but they lost her. And the doctor come with the other doctor, took me in this room, and I was the only one there by myself. And they said, you're going to go in there and you're going to see all these doctors and stuff, doing stuff. About 15 to 20 people in this little room. So I went in there, asked them how long. They said 35 minutes. I said, enough is enough. She's gone. This was June 4th of 2013. She accepted Christ June 3rd of 2013. Mm -hmm. Oh, praise the Lord. So in the midst of all that, my brother comes to the hospital him and his wife would go to my biological dad's house and uh, we tell him that she's passed so I go back to my mother's house and figure out what I need to do so I start making a funeral arrangements my brother my younger brother who's in Las Vegas couldn't come back to Cleveland he was getting ready to go to Thailand for two years. So he did what he could do. The other brother did what he could do. And took care of everything. Well, the day of the funeral, nobody had a minister to do it. I get a call that night before. The next day I show up at the uh, cemetery. And the funeral home director looks and said well the minister's not here I said yeah he is he goes who I said me I'm gonna do it he says Gary stop playing he says you joke around way too much I said I'm serious I'm here to take care of God's business he says okay He gives me a little bit of my mother's ashes, which I give to my daughter and my son. 
and my ex-wife, they were there. They came from Florida. So we went and did, went down there. They did the uh, 21-gun salute because she was in the military. She was a nurse for Walter Reed Hospital. Oh, I know Walter Reed. So uh, they did the uh, funeral there. And the hardest, it's not the hardest thing, but when God calls you to do something, you always got to be in season because you never know when you're going to be used. Mm-hmm. And to get up and preach your mother's own funeral where you don't even have time to prepare, prepare, but not only that, to mourn. Mm-hmm. Ecclesiastics, it says there's a time to dance, the time to mourn, mm-hmm. time to rejoice. Where she accepted Christ, I know I'll see her again. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. But you know what? Through it all, she's not suffering no more. Right. So she went to a better place where we all want to be one day. And mm-hmm. there's no question about it because you guys had just discussed it. But like I said, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you got to know him because you don't know if today's going to be the day that he takes you out. That's right. Nobody knows the time or the hour or the month or the mm-hmm. year. That's so right. this is the time to be prepared. Okay, Trish, go ahead. I know you're going to say it. Are you talking about my sister, that I was thinking about my sister? We usually say, would you say the prayer? Oh, you'll let me ask that? Go ahead. That was your segue, Trish. You missed it. You I missed, missed it. You missed. Okay, you'll have to edit that. That's why I don't like the whole live thing. Well, there were a couple things, and I'll preface it with this. My sister was on life support for three weeks back two years ago and she her organs every you were talking about your mother and it just brought all this back just washed over me um everything started shutting down in her and you know um i was an emt so i knew that there's a domino effect right and it starts like the organs start to shut down you know the kidneys exactly what happened and then that's what happened to my mother yeah and and it just goes in a um like a domino effect thing yes exactly so hers, everything started shutting down, and um, I took her husband's hands, and we prayed over her because the, the doctor said, look, if we can't get her kidneys working again, that's it. And I said, in my mind, I said, that's okay, because I'll see her again. Mm-hmm. And God said, no, you won't. And I was like, what? And God said, She's not saved. How do you know she's saved? Did you ever have that discussion with her? And I said, no, I never did. I just assumed, you know, we grew up in the same house. We, you know, I just assumed like she knew God like I knew God. And God said, no, she never, she never asked me to be her Lord and Savior. And I thought that can't be. And I said, God, if you bring her back, that will be our first discussion we have. And she was on life support for three weeks. And every day I said, God, please just bring her back. Bring her back. Let us, let give us that time to have that, that, that discussion. 10 time is all you need. That's all that we needed, you know? And then the first thing when she got out of the hospital, she said, um, I said, are you sitting down? And she said, yes. And I said, I have to ask you something and it's kind of serious. 
And she said, what's that? And I said, have you ever asked the Lord to be your Lord and Savior? I said, if you died today, would you be going to heaven? And she said, well, I don't know. I think so. And I said, well, have you ever asked the Lord into your heart? Have you ever asked him to be Lord of your life? And she said, no. And here's the thing. I had been doing a life group at Real Life, and they had been preparing us for people that had not been saved. And I was ready, boy. I had that prayer down, and I was showing up every week, and no one was showing up. I knew the prayer. I knew how to lead someone finally, but no one was showing up. But God was preparing me for that moment with my sister. And so if there's anyone listening tonight that has not said the prayer, that has not asked Jesus into their heart, can you lead them in prayer, Gary? Are we done for the, are we going to keep rolling? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, can we finish? Can we do the prayer later? We can do the prayer later, sure. Okay, let's do that. So... Getting back to the cemetery, the funeral director knew me, the Creation Brothers, because I lived across the street from the funeral home at the time. So they'd seen the bad part of me, the good part. But when I preached my mother's funeral, he says, wow. He says, from a street kid, a thug, he says, you just... God just blew my mind when, when he did what when you did what you did. And I said, that's all Lord Jesus Christ for changing me. And when I came back to Florida, we did another service at the old church for my mother down in South Florida. Because the uh, pastor and my mother said, once you come down there, she wanted to start attending church. Her intentions were to come to Florida to get better and start attending church. Well, God had other plans for her. Right. So when I came back. He had a church for her. Right. <laughs> so when I came back, a couple months later, we moved back up to Central Florida. Got in contact with Ike, let him know I was back in town. And started going to church again. At my old church. Got involved with the prison ministry back all over again. Then after being with the same woman for 19 years and being divorced from her for 14, we finally called it quits. I have a stepdaughter, a stepson. I have a biological son who's, uh, he just turned 17, the third of this month. And my stepson, I think just turned 14 or uh, 24. And I got a 19 year old daughter. Then I got a three-year-old grandson, which I haven't seen or talked to my kids in the last 19 months. But God has a plan for that. He does. And when you're living a godly life, and some people are not living a godly life, he will open doors and close doors. And for the last 19 months, I've been going back into prisons. But in the, in the midst of all this, I just don't belong to Root Prison Ministry. I belong to Bill Glass Prison Ministry. 
which in last November, I went to Dallas, Texas for a, a week to minister down in Dallas, Texas. And also I belong to Inmate Encounter, which goes in every couple months for two weekends event. I was just in with Root over the uh, 3rd of September up in Sumter CI. These kids are from the age of 12 to 17 who are doing five to life. The kids came out. We did our thing, talked with them, with them about the Lord Jesus Christ. And once they were out, the adults come in. You got one side of the prisons, which are adults, are doing, you know, 520, the life in there. We also eat with the inmates. The same food they do, we show them that we're no better than what they are. We go in there and tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though you're still locked up, you can still be set free from what you did. Yes. Because we got a forgiving God. That's right. A loving God. Amen. Who can change anything. And some of these kids at the end didn't want to hear it because you got a lot of, you know, the one guy asked him, he says, in the last three decades, how many parents or grandparents been locked up? All the kids in that area raised their hand. It's a retracting door. Mm -hmm. Recycling around. Because they don't have the structure or the guidance because everybody's tied up doing what they want to do. And the families who don't have the Lord Jesus Christ, this is what the product of it is. Mm-hmm. The revolving door in the revolving of institutions. Door. Exactly. Now, next weekend, I leave for North Florida. I leave on the 15th, and then I'll be up in the North Florida the 16th and 17th. Two-day event with Inmate Encounter. And I'll be with Isaac and John with Inmate Encounter. But we go within route once a month all over the state of Florida. It could be North Florida all the way down to South. So we go to prisons all over Florida. With Bill Glass, like I said, we were in Dallas, Texas. He can call and say, hey, I need you guys in California, whatever. Wherever God leads us to go, that's where we'll go. Then I started going to church with Isaac at real life. And uh, that's when I met Mike and Fritz. And then being down at the shop, Fritz says, hey, you need to do your uh, testimony. I said, yeah, one of these days. I said, someday, someday. Right. And uh, Isn't it funny, what, a year later? About this time? Yeah. About this time a year ago. And Father knows. Mm-hmm. He knows when you're ready. Yeah. And then... Uh, being a part of real life, not being a part of real life, but going to church. And then this guy, Ken, come up to me. He says, hey, I need you to usher. Well, I'm not a member. He says, I need you to usher. You're not a what? A member of the church. Oh. So I did that for a couple Sundays, and God said, hey, you need to become a member. Right. So 
when they had the next DR. DRL. Discover Real Life. Discover right. Real Life. I signed up for it, became a member. Then a motto who goes to Real Life says, hey, why don't you join the uh, security team? Then Mike says, hey, why don't you join the security team? <laughs> I said, I don't think so. That's well, confirmation now. Come on. <laughs> so I go fill out the application. And that day, uh, the leader of the security team helps me fill out the application. We do it. Does my background. Comes back. He says, uh, welcome to the team. <laughs> so then I started doing uh, the security team. Which and, all churches have security, but this security is, I think it's a little more beefed up because right. uh, the pastor's on television and it's there's like 4,000 people, four oh, to 6,000 that. Yeah. Yeah, that attend the church. So... It's a pretty big it's security one of the team. Growing churches in the country too. <laughs> yes, so. but uh, being a part of a big church means you're a big part of a big family. Yes. In, we're all supposed to take part in some part of a way of another. We are the body. We're all called to be disciples, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who go to church, don't get involved. I call them the ticket holders. They got Christ. They go to church. You got a name for them. Look at you. Because <laughs> they feel that they're not sure where they need to be. So I call them ticket holders. And some, some say, hey, I got my ticket. That's all I need. Well, if it's cleaning the church, driving a church bus, security, whatever God has you called to do with the church, that's the better his kingdom. Yes. Because we're all called to be disciples. Some people can go out and minister. Some have a calling to do hospitals. I've done hospital visits, home visits. But I, we go where some people don't even want to go. And that's in the prisons. But we take our motorcycles in behind the wire. It's called Root Prison Mor uh, Motorcycle Ministry. We take motorcycles in behind the walls. It's a tool to get the inmates out, but it also gives them a tool to tell them about Jesus Christ. Yes. Because some of us can go out where others can go out and not reach anybody. And that's where we do our ministering. But sometimes it's, that's, it's not like that. You could be at McDonald's, seeing somebody going through something, not have enough money, pay for it. And they'll say, thank you. And you say, God bless you. And all of a sudden you see the tears. Well, I don't know Christ. Well, here, let me take a few minutes to tell you all about him. Mm. Or tell him, hey, this is what church I go to. These are the hours. Love to see you. I carry cards. <laughs> I have cards with me that I hand out. You know, and they'll say, well, you got tattoos. I say, this is the old covenant. That's this right. is this is the old. There's the Old Testament of the Bible. Let me tell you the New Testament. You get saved. You get baptized. You follow Christ in whatever you may be doing. Serving the church. 
going into prisons, hospitals, nursing homes, wherever. We're all called to even work with the youth. Wednesday nights, I'm up there working with the youth's security. Mike doing the same thing. Yeah, and if anybody, if you're listening and you don't know where to get involved, the first time I got involved with my church, it was real life too. Um, the pastor was saying, um, you know, serve. He, he was, the whole sermon, he was talking about serving, 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 serving. And I was like, I didn't even know where to start. You know, I was the same in the same position. I wasn't a member. I didn't know where to start. So I had a, they had a handout that had, you, a little checkbox and you could check whatever you were interested in. in yeah yeah so i sat there and i prayed about it and i said all right god i'm just gonna check everything that i think i'm qualified for and let them get back to me so i checked security because i did work for maryland state police and i checked um the children's ministry because i'm a mother and i have a kid and i checked production because i had radio experience and security never got back to me, which is just as well. <laughs> children's ministry did, and I got my clearance, and I worked on the children's ministry, and then I started doing the um, production ministry, which is where I met Mike and Fritz. But what I'm saying is if you don't know where to connect in to your church to serve, just sit and pray about it, and God will, God will lead you to something. Exactly. And then... Uh Doing the church, you never know when you're going to be called. I had an episode Tuesday night. Somebody told me about this life group. I said, well, let me check it out. Well, in the midst of waiting, there was this young man who come in there about 23, 24 years old, went to speak to a pastor at 5.55 in the afternoon. Well, I knew there was nobody there. Mm -hmm. Well, the one pastor was, but he was already talking to somebody, and he got up and walked away. So me and this young guy started talking. And he said, I want to accept Christ. Mm. So I said, okay. So I was telling him about it. He accepted. George come through, see me praying with him. Then we went and found George. The kid wanted to get baptized on Sunday. And he wanted me to do it. Well, I never baptized nobody in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're being called, brother. Step up to the plate. <laughs> so I said, the only thing I ever done was hospital visits, prison, and now this. So George says, what about today? I said, okay. It's easy. It's easy. It is. So Tuesday evening, 15 minutes before I had to go to class, you baptized someone. I went over to the kid life area and baptized this gentleman. All right. Praise God. Very good. And uh, always be prepared in season and out because you never know when the Lord's going to call you to do something or touch somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we're all supposed to reach one, touch one. If we just touch one and they go out and touch somebody, that's another one to the Lord's kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yes. He's very clear about that. He says always be prepared mm -hmm. to answer questions and... With gentleness and respect. Well, That's see, right. I got tattoos. I ride a, I ride different motorcycles. And the best of it all is, my next door neighbor thought I was a drug dealer. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, like tonight, 
perfect example. I show up in another truck. Mike looks. Whose truck is this? I said, a customer's. He said, okay. He said, I thought you were going to be on the bike. I said, looks like it's going to rain. So my next door neighbor goes, hey, what are you selling? He says, I see you got different bikes, different cars. I said, oh, I got the best thing ever. He says, what is it? I said, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ. Didn't see that coming, did he? He didn't see that? No. Oh, I'm sure he No. Didn't. He goes, what do you mean? I said, you assume that I was doing something that I shouldn't be doing, but it's all about the Lord's business. You're doing what's right. Doing what's right. I said, maybe it's time for me to tell you that he's calling you to look at your life. Well, after that, I haven't seen him no more. <laughs> One or two things are going to happen when you do that. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, I think he moved. They're never going to bother you again, right. or they're going to be convicted. They might, and... ta- they might take it, though. I just had a doctor this week. I wore a Jesus shirt in with a cross, and he looked at me, and he said, the Lord's been calling me back. And I said, what do you mean? He says, I haven't been in a church in like forever and I just opened my mail and I had this cross that came in the mail and you just walked in the door and you got this big cross, you know, in my face. And he said, the Lord is just calling me. I, And I said, if you need a church, let me get my card out. <laughs> but, I got a church for you. <laughs> you know, and I ride different motorcycles and you never know what I'll be riding. I'll be sitting at the stoplight if I'm riding this uh White Harley, it's got the radio to it. And you see a, a guy with tattoos, you're thinking he's going to be listening to something else, and all of a sudden you got Jesus music coming across the radio. <laughs> Here's Z88.3. Z88.3. <laughs> so, the Christian station with exactly. your Harley then, Davidson and your tattoos. <laughs> you know, or if me and Ike's right, he's got his chopper. He's got a real nice Demon's Vengeance chopper. It's got the cross everything to it we tell people we don't own them jesus christ owns them mm-hmm. he just lets, he us, lets ride us ride them yep because we can't take nothing with us maybe let me ride one mikey wants to ride one too i do uh, he, it's not on my top of my list but it's it's there is a is it on the bucket list it's it, well <laughs> it's up a, there it's there on my dresser in the room i have a brochure of all the Harleys opened up on page on two pages lined up across the whole page and it's right on my dresser. So well that's like like Mike tells me he says, well, what bike do you got today? Because I'd either show up on a uh-huh. silver bike or a black bike. It but that it's not important. Heritage Classic five hundred. <laughs> What's important is all about the Lord's work. Amen. It's all about his business. Because we are all representing the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you do his business, he will take care of your business. Exactly. You know? And like I said, I was separated for 19 months, going through some stuff. Just in the last couple months, um, I met a woman, a godly woman, that's got engaged. Well, congratulations, Gary. Aren't you getting married? Awesome. Yeah. So it's also with a godly woman who's really involved with the church. Awesome. God will open doors, close doors, mm-hmm. but you always got to put him first in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know what? We're all going through something, struggles of everything, 
We always try to make the best of out of everything to try to make things work. But sometimes we try so hard that he's closing the doors because the other person might not have the Lord. So he's got something else he wants you to do or something else to be called to He do. wants you to prepare yourself while he prepares Amen. them to prepare themselves. Exactly, mm-hmm. because he's going to get us through what we're going through. And when he says all, all means he wants it all, not half, mm-hmm. not a quarter of it. He wants all your troubles. That's what that all means. Because well, he wants all got of you. that right, brother. Because all means all. He don't want half of it. He wants it all because that's what he sacrificed his life for, for all our sins. And when you look at him hanging up there, you look behind him. That's all our sins that he died for. Once we come to him, it's behind him. Just like when you're driving a car, you always look forward. Just for that little bit of time, you pull into a parking spot, you back up. That's a reflection of your life, if you look at it that way. But you keep moving forward. You're not looking back at your past. Everybody's got a past from the past. Mm-hmm. And every day is an old past. But every day forward is a new beginning. Amen to that. Amen. Wow. Wow. And we waited for this? And <laughs> Well, it, it was a reason that we waited. I guess so, because yeah. he probably wouldn't have opened I up I wasn't really ready did. to do this. Yeah. And I kind of got wet feet today, you know, but seeing you there. He was and, supposed to be there. Well. I see. And I now. See but is, what I'm saying is being down at the shop, you see different things of different people going through stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you see two big galupas, two big guys, you're thinking, Christians? And then they look at Ike's past when he shows them up on a computer of changed lives. That's God's changing everybody's mm-hmm. life if you let him be in control of it. He wants to be in control of our life. We do a crappy job of managing our life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... He wants to be our manager. Mm-hmm. In charge. Large and in charge. In large and in charge. I see everything is coming from God. It wasn't a coincidence that Fritz walked in today when you were having Microphone. cold feet. Microphone. the mic there, Mike. It wasn't. When you a- walked in, he walked in when you had cold feet. And that doctor, whatever, when you walked in with that Jesus shirt, it was not a coincidence. Every little detail, I see that is coming from God and he sets it all up. God puts all the paths together. And last year you were not going to the chapel and he's gonna get married. We'll edit this, don't he worry. Was, he was down and out, I'm sure, this time last year. Yeah, he was definitely you know not, not where sure. he's now. Even though you had Christ in your life, you're still missing out on other significant other. Sure. Even though you're dating, you're trying to find that right person. Your mate your mate yeah and when they don't have christ or they say they have christ and you say prove it and then they want you to start walking away from the ministry or walking away from something that's god telling you hey 
This ain't the That's one. Not the one. Shut mm-hmm. the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this last week when we went to prison, um, she ended up going to prison with us. She went in for her very first time. Awesome. And she got to experience it. I was going to ask you if you allow women to go in. Yes. They... Yes. Well, there's a woman's side to the pr- every prison, too. Well, no, they also go into male prisons, too. Oh, do they? They, no, I used to go in with the juveniles. That's what I was going to ask. Well, see, so we just don't do juveniles. We do males, females, and youth. So we do it all. And uh, wherever God calls us to go, that's where we'll go. Very cool. I'll have to tag along with you guys sometime. But, um, it's also doing church business too. Get involved with the church. And God's got a plan for your life. If you just let him be the manager of it. Mm-hmm. And it's free of charge. You ain't got to pay him like you do these other managers. Will you say the prayer with some with them? Yeah, we say the prayer with them. Matter of fact, I carry some... Uh, some of the prayers in my uh, wallet, because if they don't know Christ, you can show it to them. Right. Can you read it over the air in case there's somebody listening? If there's somebody listening that hasn't asked Christ to be their Lord and Savior? She'll probably do a better job. <laughs> don't assume. <laughs> This is God's word, and the Bible says, For God the Father so loved the world, he gave his only Son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him, Jesus, shall not perish but have eternal life. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The wages or the consequences of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. If we confess our sins... He, God, is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him, Jesus, from the dead, you will be saved. Now, if you'll repeat this prayer after me, if you haven't done this before, um, if you're a sinner, you ask for forgiveness. Um, It says, do you want God's forgiveness of your sins? So, Say that you want God's forgiveness of your sins. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins and God raised him from the dead? So if you believe that Jesus died for your sins, then say that you're in agreement to that. And then I want you to invite Jesus into your heart right now. Invite Jesus to be the leader of your life, large and in charge the one doing it all, the manager of your life, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, like what you just said, where he knocks. For anybody who's out there listening, when you hear that knock at the door, let it be your girlfriend, family member, homie, 
whatever, you get up and answer that door. Now, that's Jesus Christ knocking at your heart to say, hey, open it up. I want to come in. Because today is the day that he has made for you. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. So don't let today get away. Mm-hmm. Whatever you may be going through, ask him. He'll be the, He's the best counselor, guidance, Because without him, you can have all the money in the world and still be miserable. But with Christ, you got it all. Because when you get up there, the streets are gold. In paradise, you're no more pain and no more. You got total freedom. Total freedom. Total. Wedding feast. I can't wait. Wow. Man. Gary. Yes. Thank you. For you shocked coming. me, buddy. You guys can keep this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. That's pretty awesome. Do you want me to say that? But, uh, you know, like when you guys, you know, when people come down to the auto repair shop, this is not an auto repair shop. It's also like a little church. It really, really is. Mm-hmm. Because there's no telling who you'll see in there, and they might be praying over somebody, or yeah. like today Dave was in there, and we were ministering to him and encouraging him. And When something happens to my car... I don't usually I would think, oh, something's wrong with my car. But I actually think, hey, I'm going to get to see Isaac and the guys and see how they're doing. And, you know, it's like y'all are my brothers. So it's all good. (laughs) It is because you know what? We treat like everybody like family. And whatever you may going through, we tell them all about Christ. Because if you look at our business cards, it says Christ is King. Amen. And when you represent a Christian shop, sometimes you have to not be a shop, but be a church. Yes. Because sometimes inside that auto repair shop, souls are being won or being ministered to and being showed. Amen to that. That's God Hands Auto Tech. Claremont, Florida. God Hands. Claremont, Florida. <laughs> like That's that. what it says. God Hands. God's Hands. Wow, that was session 102. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you, oh, boy. Wow. You know, I didn't expect. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I really did. I'm blown away. But, you I know, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised because I told Gary today, I said, it doesn't matter what your pre can conceived notion is about your testimony or how you're going to say your testimony mm-hmm. when you get in the studio and we pray and the holy spirit moves it'll mm-hmm. flow out you're just going to start talking right. and he did and he did after about five minutes or so you could tell the change in his yeah speech he was here with a purpose man oh he was after about five minutes you could see it how do people get their um, testimonies to us if they have one, Fritz? Well, they can send it to us at GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And they can tweet us. They can tweet us on Facebook at GodStory, or uh, I'm sorry, on Twitter t- at <laughs> GodStoriesRadio, or they can Facebook like us, which uh, Gary did today. Yes. Uh, Facebook.com slash GodStoriesRadio. Please yeah. like us. And if you listen to us on iHeart, uh, what's what do they do? They um, become a they follower. Just follow us. Follow yeah. us on iHeart. Then you'll get an update every time we get a new session put in. So We're also broadcasting live on Mixler, M I X L R, and you can follow us on Mixler. 
and that way when we go live it's you great. will uh get a notification and i'd like to thank everybody that followed us tonight yes the unedited version we apologize well, and we <laughs> we only know, get an hour because we don't pay but uh. you know most of all when you got guys who's got tattoos and wear christian t-shirts that's the key right there they'll say you're a christian yeah i'm a christian not only do I have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, but also we are the church. Where three or more are gathered, we're having church. Yes. And he is present here today. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. So I would want to thank you guys for having me. Thank you for... Thanks for coming out. Absolutely. As we always say, there's someone or someones out there that needed to hear what you Absolutely. had to say, Gary. And God has a plan. God has... Uh, expanded the ministry to 53 plus countries and mm-hmm. i know there's somebody out there listening that and he was getting a little cold feet and you showed up in the isaac's office today yep mm-hmm. well see i really don't like to talk about my past my past is my past i'd rather tell you what's going on in my life with the ministry right but if people don't know where right. you come from how are they going to realize well, the they life can't appreciate live? where you're going exactly right. right and there's typically somebody that's going through those exact same things that that you just gave a whole heck of a lot of hope to. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we deal with depression, suicide. But you know what? Suicide's not the answer. Because I learned this many years ago doing with the coroner's office. Even though you commit suicide and you're gone, your family's the one who's still picking up the pieces after the years. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they're thinking, what could I have said differently? What could I have yeah, done It's really the most selfish they're, act that you really can, is, you can do. Left you know? You know, blaming themselves. I remember this one kid. That when you have to write a suicide note, you got to take that in. When you got a four by eight mirror hanging on somebody's wall and they write out the suicide note, kid 12 years old takes the 357 and he wrote a suicide note on the mirror on the mirror and you had to take the mirror off the wall to the corners into the corners wow because like when they hang yourself you got to take the whole knot everything mm-hmm. right right so what i'm saying is i've seen it all accidents people getting hit by trains Ugh. from 94 to 99 I've seen it all. I've been in houses where they burnt down. You just hit me hard. One of my things when I was really super depressed was that I wanted to go onto the train tracks. And the only thing that stopped me is I knew that there were other people involved because I had met a guy that his job was to clean up, you know, after they ran over an animal or a person or whatever. And I thought, I can't involve somebody else in this, you know? You know, like I said, it's not the solution. Over the years, it takes many years for it to overcome because they're still picking up the pieces. Mm-hmm. And not only that, being bullied is another other reason for people who commit suicide too mm-hmm. because they don't know who to turn to. We got to be careful what we say, what we do. And how we react. Because God says he wants us to be slow to see, 
slow to hear, slow to speak, slow to react. We are so fast to hear, so fast to see, and so fast to jump. We got to take time. And sometimes we just don't have time to take time. But we got to wait, right, Mikey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Because, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day. And you take your time. See where the Bible ends up in your time. Because we're so busy doing this. Mm-hmm. So busy doing this. Yep. And when you break it all down, where do you see your Bible time? Sometimes you don't. He just wants 15 to 20 minutes of our time. Sometime throughout the day. Just to give him the glory and praise. Amen to that. Said a mouthful there, Gary. Mm-hmm. Because look what he suffered in the days of his resurrection. Crucifixion. Then he comes back to life on the third day. He's given us internal life every day. It's up to us to accept it. Yes. Amen. Amen. It's up to us to accept it. It is. The wedding feast of the Lamb will be there. Man. Man, always through the wedding. Why? What is it, Mike? <laughs> the hungry? wedding feast. <laughs> the wedding feast. The wedding feast. Well, it's kind of in your honor a little bit, you know, Gary. The wedding well, and all. Yeah, we come um, hungry. Yeah. Um. I have a good friend, Reverend Al Paquette, who's going to do the ceremony. Very good. In Altima, uh, not Altima, uh, Umatilla, Florida. Okay. And uh, he, when you look at him, you'll think he's a reverend. This guy's got more tattoos than I do. (laughs) Cool. Can't wait to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, doing this ministry over the years, you meet people who are never supposed to get out of prison, who are supposed to do life. And doing this prison ministry, I have met some people that the Lord has blessed for them to get out of prison. Mm. Jack Isaac Murph, was one of them. Isaac. Yeah. Murph the Surf mm. was another. Murph the Surf. And um, there's many more. We're hoping to have Murph the Surf on our show one we day. We tried and never got any response back. And I'll tell you, mm. another guy I would love for him to come out here and do this is John Shakira, who did 27 years, state and federal, Cuban mafia, cartel. We'd love to have him, Gary. Yeah. Well, he's down in South Florida. So one time, when he gets time... We'll have him come up and do this. We well, can come up we or can, he can call in, we too. We can do call We can do now. a phone interview as well, yeah. Yep, we have phone testimonies. Cause, yep. uh, and then I don't know if Ike has ever done this. Oh, yeah. yeah He's yeah. Uh, session nine. Oh, session okay. eight. 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 Session, session eight. eight. From meth to miracle. But you know what? For him to come in here now and tell you where he's at in his life today. It's like a new beginning. For all of us. Yeah, he had mentioned to me that he wants to come in and do a, a follow-up, and we've had several people come in and do that. We had a few, yep. You know, yeah. but um, like I said, just be a part of the church, and it's also who you surround yourself with. 
If you're going to be out with ungodly people, you're going to be living an ungodly life. And ungodly things might happen. <laughs> exactly. Because you know what? God never turned our back on us. We turned to walk away from him. Yes. That's right. He'll never leave us or forsake, forsake us. us. But we are the ones that say, hey, thank you for getting us through this. We're good for now. But you know what? Without him, we ain't got nothing. Yeah. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Well, Gary, thanks again for coming in. I appreciate and you having we me. Look forward to maybe having some of your friends and pastor friends and biker friends and we're always looking just pass for out the testament. cards like candy, brother. Uh-huh. Just do it, man. We we welcome all to come in here. Tattoos and, or no tattoos, it's all good. Yeah, there's always somebody that needs to hear what somebody <laughs> exactly. has to say. And uh, right, I just want to thank you guys for having me. And sorry, I've been putting this off for so long. You know, I was going to write it all down. You couldn't have written that down. I you couldn't have written that down. Because you know what? I told you today you ain't going to need no paper. God tells you it ain't your way. That's right. It's going to be my way. That's mm-hmm. right, brother. You're going to say what I want you to if say. If you're willing, exactly. he'll move your lips. But yep. you know, whoever's friends on with me on Facebook, I get up every morning and I always quote something or I always say something. Because you know what? We love the Lord Jesus Christ and he loves us. Mm-hmm. Just take time to give him the glory and praise. Yes. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us for the last uh, hour. Let me see you. Uh, 72 minutes, 73 minutes almost. Wow. Wow. wow is that more than what we were supposed to do? <laughs> a little bit. You know, we don't put a time limit on. That's not like we're burning tape or anything. So, it's you know, one of our most downloaded sessions still is probably an hour and a half long mm-hmm. no longer than that but it when the holy spirit moves and god's speaking you know then we let it rip so all right well that about wraps it up for session 102 i'm fritz i'm mike and i'm trish god bless I'm Gary. god bless bless the lord oh my soul Your name is 
Worship your holy name. Worship your holy name. 